0: Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf pei hey. I'm going to go from the last line of pei daladomu base 84b. So, rabbi roman shmuel, rabbi said in the name of shmuel. If you have a bar between two chatseros and it's at a distance of greater than 4 from the wall of each of the chatsers, the case is it's an alley. It's not really accessible to either courtyard, they only have a window opening into that alley. Obviously the alley doesn't have other residents because then it would be their alley and they would not be allowed to think. So the discussion is, and they both want to draw water from the well. Their only access to this well is over an airspace of Fort and They would throw their bucket and drop it into, and it would drop into the well. So he says, The This one would can take a place a, a ledge of any amount. extending from his house towards the well and draw water from the well. And the second chotzer can also do that. Rav Yehuda today, That was Rav Yehuda in the name of Shmul, That you need to place a ledge. Rav Yehuda today or Marafilu Kanya. Rav Yehud himself says it can even be a reed. Now, what, so, so what's happening here? Since they aren't close to the bar and have no real access to the bar, they can't walk up to the bar because there's no doorways from their houses into this alley, otherwise it would be more like a chotzer or a mabui. They just have their windows opening over it, so it's not considered their shus. However, they're they each able to access it through throwing. And therefore their throwing restricts each, other, restricts each other's rights and they have to put this, uh, this ledge there to, um, to permit them to each draw from the well. Now, Omar, uh, Now, if you notice, we did. We started this piece as Omer Abiurah and Shmuel Rabbi Huda said in name of Shmuel, and we mentioned that Shmuel holds. You would have to place a ledge, and Rabbi Huda says, uh, Rabbi Huda says, no, you don't need a ledge. You just need a reed. Uh, it doesn't have to be um, how big is a ledge. So, if I remember correctly, some Rishonim hold like a tefach, some hold a bit more, but a tefach, a small amount, whereas a reed would be very thin. So it has to be more a token. Much more, it's a token thing anyway, but much more of a token thing if you hold just a read. Now, Amalei Abayil, Rav Yosef Papa says, Rav Yosef Hod, Rabbi Yehuda, the This, that, what Rav Yehuda said, is it? Sh, it must be Shmuel. The E the Rav, because if it's Rav Ha Amar Rav, Ain Adam oiser Al Chaverod Derech Avir. A person cannot forbid some an area on his friend if his only access is through the air. Rav holds. If you can't use a place, except for extending over the air, you can't walk up to it with your feet. Um, it's as if you have no access to it, and therefore anyone who else can access that area would not be restricted by you. They would not have to join in an Eruv with you. Um, sorry, one point I left out from the previous, from what we said in the name of Shmuel, Is that you no, know, sorry, let's leave. So so what's Rav's opinion is Rav's opinion is that again with this bore, let's just tie back into our case of the bore. Since the only access that each of these Khatzeras have to this bore is throwing over a distance of four four thousand, and they can't walk up to it, they don't have easy access to it, it says if they don't in a way it's as if they don't have access at all, and therefore each can draw from the bore without any ledge, without any uh, token marker. They can just draw straight from it because they don't restrict it on other people. They would not need an roof under any in any cases. Now. Just before we go, yeah, with so where do we see that Shmuel holds that even if you only have access through airspace, it does restrict it? Maybe it's from the case of Nachman Amar Shmuel. This is the case we ended off yesterday's Davut, not 100% clear on that case. But basically, but important for us is you have a Rishusha Rabbim who used this roof. So, yeah, so Rabbi said, Kaga some of the If you have this roof that is near to the Rishusarabim, the Rishusarabim, it's it's ten half from the Rishusarabim, but they put things on it and take things off it, and there's a house that opens, there's an upstairs that opens onto this roof. This would be like the roof of the downstairs, and they have an upstairs that opens onto this roof. So he says, "Sorry." If he wants to be able to use the roof, he needs a permanent roof, a permanent ladder from his upstairs onto the roof to sig- to highlight that he's retaining the rights to use his roof and then he can carry on the roof. But, now the Rishus Harabim, the public, their access to this roof, this is the assumption, their access to this roof is via an airspace of Fort Fochum, because they often used to put little obstacles a bit away, Fort Fochum, away from their walls so that people wouldn't come right up to their houses. Similarly, you know, we found in our roads, especially near shields and stuff, where they had people put those uh, concrete uh, bull, uh, balls and concrete uh, little um, pillars and stuff so that, or tree stumps so that people can't drive onto their grass. So they used to do that, so that people couldn't come right up to the wall. So when the Rishus HaRabim, what access do the Rishus HaRabim have to this wall? It's only by lifting over an airspace of 412. And they can't get all the way up to the wall. And still, it's considered as if they have access to it, to the degree that the person on the upstairs has to set up this ladder, have a fixed staircase to be allowed to use the, the roof. So we see clearly that access through airspace is considered access and can restrict other people. So the is not necessary. Deal with Popper. Maybe the case there is like Rav Popper said. And what did Rav Popper say? Rav Popper there said it's not it's not the normal case which is where people load on and off their hats and scarves. Ah, they can get all the way up to there and they use it unrestricted so that can't so maybe that's the case there and therefore that can't be the source for well, Shmuel's din that access via airspace can restrict someone else so, must be from the following now this is what we started today's dub with this one can put a ledge and draw water from the well And this. One can draw. put a ledge and draw water from the well. And we see the only reason they're allowed to draw water is because they put this extension. If they don't put this extension, they would not be allowed to draw because a person can oyster an area via airspace. If you have access to an area through airspace, you do oyster it on someone else. Now, um, Let's just tie this piece together because we started off, we said, Omer Rabbi, Omer Shmuel. Rabbi Yehuda said, in the name of Shmuel, this case we just discussed, they need to make a ledge to draw water. And then we had Rabbi Yehuda came along and said, you don't need a ledge, you just need a reed. Now Abayah came along and said, this can't be Rav, it must be Shmuel. And now we discuss it. So Rashi explains that when initially we thought when Abayah said it can't be Rav, it must be Shmuel, he didn't have the same version as us. He just heard Rav Yehuda say you need a read, and he said, "Oh, this that you need a read. I this that, if you have access to airspace, it restricts the next. It can restrict someone else. Uh, It's as if you have access to it, and it can restrict other people. You need an air of etc. That's Shmuel, who holds that opinion. And now we see, but he actually knew that this was said in the name of Shmuel. So what's he saying? He's really saying that you might have thought there's an argument between Shmuel." And his student, Rav Yehuda, Shmuel holds you need something more significant, like a ledge. And Rav Yehuda holds you don't. And what Abay is coming to say is that no, Rav Yehuda is actually explaining his Rebbe Shmuel. Saying it's actually it's a token amount, that can be a reed. And it's all based on the same principle of you can someone oiser al avir. oiser al Now the Gomorrah goes on to clarify Rav. Rav said, "If you only have access via an airway, an air space, you would not oyster it." So according to Rav, in the case that we started off today's duff, these two hotsairs that have a wall and a window overlooking a well, and they wanted both draw from the well, according to Rav, you would not have to make any modifications, because since they only have access via air through a horizontal traveling or fort walking through the air, that's not considered real access and they were not oystered. So the Gamora asked with the Rab where do we see that Rab holds us? maybe it's from the following, um, from the following case. Now, if you had two balconies overlooking over water, um, this was also in yesterday's daft, so let me just get the diagram of it. You have two balconies, one higher than the other, okay, not directly over the other, but one higher than the other. And how the chazal made a special tacona to be able to draw water, you have to make you can't just draw water because the waters are caramelous. And the balcony is a Rishus Hayoche. You're not allowed to take from a Kamalist to a, to a Rishus Hayoche. So they said what you do is you make this box. If you look at the diagram, they built it under the hole, but theoretically it could be above the hole. You make this box, basically partitions of 10 fochim going down, 10 Fokhim in heart, and you view that, and then you say that those walls extend all the way to the water. That's how you're allowed to draw. Now the current case is you have these two um, balconies that share rights to that water hole. So the upper, the higher balcony, just lower the bucket through the hole, through the machitzas into the water. The lower balcony have to throw up to the side their bucket up to the side, um, up and up, sorry, up and across to go to lower their bucket through the hole. <coughs> on the upper story. So let's just read that inside. It says that maybe we learn this from Rav's teaching from the following. two balconies, one higher than the other. They only made these partitions for the upper one and not the lower one, either partition that allows you to draw water. Shtegiz both of them are not allowed to draw water until they make an Eruv. Because they both have rights to the water hole. Vomarabura shanu Loshanu Elabismuha. Rav Huna said in the name of Rav, this is only where the balconies are near each other. Aval Mufleges Arba, if the balconies are the distance across one from the other, not the vertical distance but the horizontal difference is Mufleges Arba greater than Fort Fahim El Yona Muteres The upper one would be Mutar. And the lower balcony would be Osir. What's Rav saying? How are we deducing it here? Rav holds that if you have access to something, either by throwing up, either by going higher than 10 fachim, or by shilshul going lower than 10 fachim, you oyster the area on each other. But Rav is adding here that if your access is only over an airspace of horizontal, you don't oyster it on the other party. And that's what he's saying. So he's saying that this is what Rav's emphasised. If these balconies are within four tfokhim of each other horizontally, then they oyser it on each other. Because we can say the lower balcony has rights to draw water, and the upper balcony, the higher balcony, has rights to draw water, and therefore they can't draw water unless they make an Eruv. However, if they're further than four apart... Well then the only access that the lower balcony has is if he goes over the air for Twachim, which according to Rav doesn't count as real as real access and he does not restrict the rights of the higher balcony. So the higher balcony would be allowed to draw water and the lower balcony wouldn't be not, not would not be allowed to draw water. The Gomorrah answers that's not necessarily a good proof for Rav's principle. Dilma the de la he says, no, you can't really compare it. Maybe since access by the lower one is by throwing, he has to throw the bucket up to the higher one and then lower it into the water. So it takes two hard, too um, complex action. Higher up and then to get the bucket from the one balcony to the higher balcony and then lower it down to the water, whereas the upper balcony only has to lower it. So maybe we say it's as if the upper one has full access, and the lower one doesn't really have access. Ella. So again, we're looking for our principle. We're uh, like fifth last line of Pei aleph. We're looking for the principle. Where do we see that rav holds? If you your only access to an area is by, over the air, uh, you can't walk up to that area, but your access is through the airspace. For Tvachim, you don't restrict other people. It's not. It's as if you don't have access to it. You don't restrict other people from using that space on Shabbos. It says, said in the name of in the name of Rav. Shnei chavuro If you have three houses with three courtyards between them, i.e you have three, sorry, not courtyards, three ruins between them. This one can use the, closest, the courtyard closest to him through throwing into it, and this one can use the courtyard closest to him by throwing into it. And the middle one, Osu, is forbidden for them to both use. Let's just um, describe this case. So these two houses that open into, uh, it's, a, it's a house, a ruin, ruin, ruin. I ah, used to be a house. And then a second, a house. So you've got two houses with three ruins in between them. Now, they don't really have real access to the ruins because they don't have doorways looking over the ruins. They only have windows. Um, now, we say that the one courtyard, I let's say the one on the right, can use, can throw things into or throw things out of the courtyard next the the ruin next to him into his house and the one on the other side on the left side can throw things into that courtyard but the middle one is also to both of them the middle one being also to both of them will come back to in the gomorrah but the case here we bring it out is granted that they both have access through zik through zrika to all three since they have only access to the ones closest to them through shilshul, through lowering, that's considered the one that they have rights to and they would oyster it on the other one because this one has the easiest rights to it and this one tashmisho benachas and lezeh tashmisho Bakasha. This one it's easy to access to and this one it doesn't. I, in other words, they could theoretically, the one chotzer could throw something all the way to the other side. But that's only through throwing. To access the courtyard, the ruin right next to him, he can just lower something down from his window. Shield shield. Now lowering something compared to throwing is considered much easier access to it. So each one can ban the other one from using the courtyard right next to them. But our assumption is by the fact that but why but since but then we have the question and this is the proof we bring it out for our Point in Ralph. Since the one courtyard could throw all the way through to the other side, why doesn't he restrict usage of that courtyard, of that ruin, to the other house? And the answer is because of Rafa's principle. If your only access to an area is through more than Fort Fokim over the airspace, you don't restrict another person's right to that area. So the Gemara Yosef, Rav Bruna, V'Kamela at the top of Pei Hayamud Beis. Rav, Yo, Rav Bruno was sitting and giving over this teaching. Rabbi Bar by Rav O'MaR, Rav Hachi, did a student of Rav's yeshiva really say this? Would he really have said the halachas? as we've just said it? I'll explain what this issue is soon. It says, O'Malei In. Rav Bruna said, Yes, that's what Rav said. It says, Achfuli Show me where Rav lives. I want to go discuss this with him. So he showed him where Rav was staying. So he said to Rav, Rav, Rabbi Elazo said to Rav, Did you really say this? You really said this principle that if you have these two houses and with three ruins between them, they they can each access the ruin closest to them but not the middle one. So in Rav said yes. Now, We'll see shortly. But basically, what's bothering Rebbe Elozo is that by the fact that they can't use the middle one, must be. Why? Why would you say that neither court, neither house can use this middle one? They restrict each other. It's as if they both have access to the middle one. Must be because you hold access through the air does restrict. Now, if you hold access through the air does restrict, well then, house A should be able to restrict the third ruin furthest from him. And house B should be able to restrict the ruin furthest from him, either one closest to house A. Why? Because they have access through Zrika. I, again, by the fact that they're both not allowed to use the middle one, it's own, and they only have access to it through horizontal airspace, must be they restrict each other. Now Rabbi, Elie, Rabbi Elazar is going to come and show that Rav doesn't hold that. He says, for home, marhu to omar. But Rav, did you tell us? Le, if this one has access to an area by lowering something, and this one has access to, and the second courtyard has access to an area by throwing something up, again, okay, more than 10 for him, then... Both are also. We don't say lowering something, putting something down, is easier than putting something up. And what's the reason? Because Rav holds, there's either what's called a Pesach, easy access, if it's within 10 him up or 10 him down, or there's what's considered difficult, and we don't distinguish in levels of difficulty. So here again, so Rav, back to our case of the two houses, with the three ruins between them, whether you can throw into the courtyard closest, the ruin closest to you, or you can throw a bit further into the middle courtyard, or you could throw even further into the third, sorry, the third ruin, the ruin furthest from you, that's all equally difficult access. And if Rav holds, you can restrict through throwing into the middle one, then you should definitely be able to restrict by also throwing into the third one. So Amar lay. Rab sent Did you think that we were discussing where the three ruins were in a row? I'm discussing where the three courtyards are in a tripod shaped, in a triangle. Right, if you look at the next diagram, you have one courtyard that's straight between the two houses. And you have uh, the other two courtyards open between them. The Gomorrah also has a picture, um, but let's just follow the diagram we're using on the screen. So how would this work? So the corridor that extends from one house to the other is accessible to both through just lowering something out of the window. They don't have to use the airspace to access this courtyard. Since they each have equal access, again through difficulty, through lowering something into it, but they restrict it because it's one area. The other two courtyards will... The one courtyard, um, the person whose house, the one, sorry, I don't want to keep saying courtyard, the one ruin, that house can just lower something into it to use it, whereas the other house would only be able to access it by throwing. And the other one, again, house B has access to the second one by lowering, whereas house A only has access to that one through throwing. And that's what Rav is teaching us, that access through throwing does not restrict so granted, in a way, court your um, house A has access to the one ruin, since his only access is by throwing something there over an airspace. How's he going to get something from his window to the other to the other side? It must be by throwing. He can't walk there, his house doesn't open into it. So therefore he does not oyster it. Okay. So we've explained the source for Rav and Shmuel. We have an interesting in Rav and Shmuel. Let's just clarify their points. If your only access to an area is by throwing, I, again, if you have, let's just start with a simple case just to get us clear. If you have two courtyards that have an area between them, equally accessible, they can walk into it. They oyster it on each other unless they have a joint roof. What happens if your only access to that area between the two courtyards is by throwing? So there, Rav will hold, you don't oyster it on someone else. If your only access to an area is by going over the airspace for a uh, fort for or longer, you don't oyster it on the other person and both would be allowed to use it. Whereas according to Shmuel, you do oyster it through the airspace. Now, Omele Rapopo Lerova Rapopo said to Rava, going back to Shmuel, who said that you do. Lema Shmuel, lay later, Rabdimi. It must be that Shmuel doesn't hold for Rav Dimi. What did Rav Dimi say? The Chiyas or Rav Dimi or Rabbi Yochanan. Rav Dimi said, "Name of Rabbi Yochanan." Mokom she'ain botalad al talad mutalim nayrushus harabim uvelinayrushus ayochid. If you have an area between Rishus harabim and Rishus ayochid, and the and the airspace, it's like more just a pole or a box. The air, sorry, not the airspace. The area of it is less than four by four tva'chim. Mutalim nayrushus harabim uvelinay. Rishus HaYochid, Both the Rishus HaRabim can use it, put things on top of it and take them off. And both the Rishus HaYochid can put things on top of it and take things off. Um, as long as they don't take something from the Rishus HaYochid onto the space, onto, into the Rishus HaRabim or the other way around. What Shrav is discussing a Mokom Petur. We've discussed a Mokom Petur. Remember, if you have an area in the middle of the Rishusha Rabbim, or between Rishusha Yohan and Rishusha Rabbim, that is higher than 3 Tvachim, or, let's, or definitely higher than 10 Tvachim, and, let's just say higher than 10 Tvachim. I don't even know if I have to go there, Um, higher than 3 Tvachim, and that space on top of it, that you would put something is less than 3 Tvachim, That's a Mokom Petur. Now, Why should a Mokom Petul be mutar? Why should you be allowed to put something on top of it in the Rishus HaRabim and take it off? Or put something from a Rishus HaYachid on top of it and take it back into the Rishus HaYachid? So it must be because since it's such a small surface area on top it's as if it's it's not a real Hanafa, it's not considered placing the object it's more like the object is balancing in the air and therefore if Shmuel is correct that by just having access through the airspace, you forbid the use. Well, then you also shouldn't be allowed to use a Mokom Patur. Because as you just explained, the only access to a Mokom Patur is through the air. Because it's not as if you're really putting anything down. Because it doesn't have the 4 by 4 dimensions to view it as if it's put down. So your access is through the airspace. So, but if Sorav Dimi says that you can use a Mokom Patur. Rishus HaRabim can put something on it and take it off, and Rishus HaYochit can put something on it and take it off. Must be, they hold that. You do not restrict rights through airspace, and Shmuel, who holds you too, would not allow you to use it. So the answer is not, Ahasom Rishus Doraisa Hachor Rishus Dorabonon." No, but the Mokom Petur, we're discussing Rishus Doraisa. Mokom Petur, Rishus HaYochit, and Rishus HaRabim are all Doraisa. But here, am Amhachor Rishus Dorabonon. Here we discuss in carrying between one courtyard on the next, or an area between two chatzeros, which is only an isudra Rabbanim, because they really Rosh HaYochid. The Chachamim also, Chizuk ledivram, Yosem, Yishel, Torah, and the Chachamim strengthen their words stronger than the Torah. Right, very interestingly, this is a concept we find now and then, you can actually go more lenient with the Torah law, because that's how people often relate to it, that what do people say? I'm sure you've heard people say that. Oh, it's only Durabonon, we don't have to be so careful. So, therefore, Chazal came along and were sometimes stricter with the Isu Durabonin because people are more likely to um, to go against it than they are with the Isu Duraisa, which people are much more care- naturally more careful with. That's why Shmuel would agree with this principle of Mokham Paturakain because it's Duraisa, you can go lenient and you can allow, even though you have access to it only via the airspace, which Shmuel would generally say, Ois is an area. I hear the Rishus HaYokid have access to the airspace and the Rishus Rabim have access to the airspace. Still, Shmuel said since it's Dorais and Durabonan carry um, um, areas, we can go lenient and allow access to airspace. However, when the access to the airspace is through a Israel Rabbonin, then he restricts it. Let's go on to the next point. Omalay oh, Ravina Lerova. Ravina said to Rava, Did Rav really say this? Voha Itmar. Didn't we say, batem, If you have two houses on either side of the harabim, I oh, have one person who owns two houses on the Rishusharabim. Rabba rav. Huna Omar Rav Osul Mizel Shmuel Omar Mutan Rabba Huna said in the name of Rav, you're not allowed to throw from one to the other. Well, Shmuel comes along and says you are allowed to throw from one to the other. Ah, you have an upstairs, you have two houses on uh, across the road. Are you allowed to throw from your upstairs window into the upstairs on the other side? Now, generally, throwing over the Rishus HaRabim is not a problem. Remember, the Rishus HaRabim is only considered accessible, is only up to 10 Fokhim. So, over that would not be a problem. Um, So, why should Rav say it's Osur? Why would Rav hold you not allowed to throw from your one house over the Rishus HaRabim into your other house? You are allowed to pass from one Rishus HaYachid to another Rishus HaYachid, which is yours. So, it must be because the Rishus Arabim also have access to the airspace above the Rishus Arabim, And it must be that the people of the Rishus Arabim. but theoretically they could hold a tennis ball and throw it up. You can't throw the tennis ball across because you both have rights to that airspace. And that's why you oyster it on each other. But what do we see? Rav holds that you do oyster the airspace to someone else. You can oyster an area to someone else just through having rights into the airspace. So, me khaj he says, No, the concern there is we're dealing with the case where the houses that you, or the windows that you're trying, or the balconies that you're trying to throw, one from the other to the other, are on a different level the concern is there you'll misjudge it because they're on a different level the windows that you're trying to throw from one to the other and it will fall down into the Rishusha Rabin, and you'll go and carry it from the Rishusha Rabin into one of your houses. So that's the concern. So therefore, it's got nothing to do with that any, that the Rishusha Arabim have access to that airspace. Rav holds always access to airspace does not really count as access and you won't oyster someone from carrying there. And therefore theoretically you could throw from one window to the next. Also, oh, why in this case is it Osir? Because we're dealing with a case that they're on different levels, it's a hard throw and there's a good chance it will drop. And therefore you'll miss. You'll miss and it will drop and then you'll carry it from the Rishus HaRabim into your Rishus HaYachim. A little bit of an introduction to the next mission. We know for for an Eruv Chatzairos, I remember you have multiple houses opening into the Chatzair. The Eruv Chatzairos has to be placed in one of the houses, one of the places where people would stay. If it's placed in an area that is not considered a house, it's an invalid reason. It's an invalid Eruv. And the reason for this is that because what's the what's, what does the Eruv do? For all intents and purposes, it joins them all together to be owners in partnership of the one house like the house where the Eruv is and they're all, po- they're all considered staying in that house and therefore it's the ownership is equal between in the house of the Chotzer and therefore they can carry between the house and the Chotzer now if that area is not a house well then what are they sharing their ownership in? And that's what we're going to see in this Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, If someone places the Eruv in a base Shard, that's a, um, a, a guardhouse, like a little area at the entrance to a house, or the little area at the entrance to a chotzer where a security guard would sit. But you'd kind of walk through the guardhouse, in and out of the house or the courtyard. Or a, a that's a, a porch, but kind of where there's, a roof, but no walls, or an afsadra, that's uh, sorry, that's an afsadra, and a balcony, that's an area between an upper storey and a lower storey, ain't it's not a valid eruv. If someone lives in one of those areas, he doesn't oiser the other people in the Khatseh from carrying, because it's not really a house, it's, he's not considered a resident there however, Besat Tevin, Hayshed, a cattle shed, a wood shed, other storehouses oyser. if you place your Eruf in them it is good, and someone who stays there would oyster the other people. He would count as a resident of the courtyard and he would oyster other people from staying there. Again, these storehouses are considered are significant enough to be considered houses. And therefore, they're oiser. A third point from the Mishnah, yad Yehuda balabai. this seems to be a case of if someone rents out an area in the courtyard. So let's say you rent out your cottage, would you have to make an Eruv Chatzeros? He says, if the barabay is still has rights there, or you have access, you, you store things there or something like that, so you still have rights there and access there, then the person staying in the cottage would not oyster the chotzer on you, because he's considered more along the lines of your visitor. Someone, If you have someone over for Shabbos, you don't have to make an Eruv, because now you've got someone else staying in your house. So, so to there, if they have staying in a cottage on your property, and that you have still have access to that cottage, you store things there, etc., then they would not oyster on you, um, you would be allowed to carry there. Yeah, I should have just mentioned, why is a base shar... A God house, not considered a good area. Why Why is it not considered a resi- residential area? It's four walls with a roof, etc. And the God sits there often. So the reason is because everyone walks in and out of it to go into the courtyard all the time. And that's not... So it doesn't get the nature of a house somewhere where someone would stay. Now the Gemara says, "Omar of Yehuda, Braid, Rav Shmuel, Bar Shilas. Rav Yehuda, the son of Rashmurah, Shura says, Anywhere where they say if someone would stay in that place, he would not oyster, he doesn't count as a resident eye, so he would not oyster the chotzer on other people carrying. It's not an Eruv. Chutzmi beis shar de yochid, except for a beis of an individual house. What. the explanation here is what happens if you have a chotzer with one house opening to it I many of our properties you have your house opening into your garden and you have a gatehouse and you want to join in an a roof between the next garden since you the only person who uses that gatehouse because it's your house, it still has the status of a house and if you would put the a roof that you want to join your house and your neighbor's house together, it would be a good Eruv <inaudible> And any place where Chazal said, the Chachomim said, you cannot put your Eruv, I in the chotzer or the Maboy, you can put the Eruv for the Maboy there, except for the airspace of the Maboy. Remember again, the, the Eruv chotzeros is joining one of the houses into, you joining all the houses into one, so that they all own that house. they all owners in that house. The Shittu of Mavoz is joining all the courtyards into one courtyard. So you can place the Eruv there. However, you can't place it in the Mabui itself, in the Ali itself, because it has to be in a relatively secure area. So it has to be one of the Chatseros. My Kamash Malan, what's he coming to teach us? Tanina, we already learned this in a Mishnah. Hanoi a Shar, a If someone put his Eruv in a guardhouse, a porch, or a, or a balcony, it's not a good Eiruv. Eiruv hu ho-shituf have That's implying it's not an Eiruv, but it's a shituf. So he says, Beishar de-Yochid. V'abir de mambu it's de No, the novel point he's teaching us is regarding a Beishar de-Yochid. If you have a Beishar, a gate of where only one person stays, again, it's not a Chotzer, it's not a Chotzer which has multiple houses opening into it, and then there's a Beishar at the gate. It's a Chotzer which has only one house. You can place the eruv in the guardhouse at the entrance to that chotzer because there's only one person who stays there. That's the one khirush. and the second Chirush is that you can't place your eruv there, but you could theoretically place you could place the shitov of there. Now, there's a... Beishar uh, de Yochid va'aber de Mabui, it's Sorry. No, now, just before we go further, there's an interesting machrokesh we're showing him. Can you place your Shittuf mabu for the Mabui in one of the houses? You can... Pla- an Eruv Chatsairus has to be placed in one of the houses, as we said, because you want to join that house. You want to consider all the residents of the Chatsair, of the Eruv Chatsairus, as residing in that house. And, Shittuf uh, Ha'Mavos can definitely be placed in the Chatser. Sorry, and you can't place the Eruv in Chatzerus in the Chatser because then you're not binding the houses, the residents, to one house. Joining them in one house, you're joining them to one Chatser which they already joined, they can all use that chotze. So, you can't place the Eruv Chatzerus there. The Mabui we said you can place in the Chatser. Can you place the Shittu Fehm Avos in one of the houses? So, Tosfos holds you can, you can't, but most Rishonim actually holds you can. So, that's an interesting discussion. Why would they argue on that? Tanya Namiha, we have a Brysa which teaches the same point we just mentioned. We're going to discuss. It says if someone places their Eruv in the gatehouse, and Asadra, that's the portico or the port, the ma at the balcony, in a courtyard or in the Mabui, it's a good Eruv didn't we just say if you place it there in the courtyard of the mabui it's not a good didn't we just say if you put it in any of those places it's not a good Eruv we're not discussing Eruv we're discussing Shutuf Aruf. the mabuy. granted you can't place the Eruv in any of these places because it's not considered a house you could place the Shutuf voice there because you don't need a house Shutuf Maboy but you can't place it in the Mabui. We mentioned earlier that you're not allowed to place the Shitufe Voz in the Mabui because it's not guarded. So, Eima Sheba Mabui. When we said in the Mabui, we meant in one of the courtyards of the Mabui. But that would be fine. Okay, new point. If you have a group of people, let's say, All the people of a courtyard. The different people. It's the Shabbos project. So all the people of your complex. Decided to eat. Friday night together. And they start their meal. Well they started their Friday afternoon meal together. And it becomes Shabbos. They can rely on the bread. That is on the table. To be their Eruv. Since the host. Is providing the food for everyone you can count the bread on the table as belonging to everyone and it can work for the Eruv some says it counts as a Eruv and some says it counts as a shit I for the mabui. It says they're not arguing depends if they're having their meal in their house then it can count as the Eru because remember an Eru has to be placed in the house if they're having their meal in the garden well then it can count for everyone. Then it, sorry, then it can count for the Mabui because it's in the chotzer, but it could not count for the Eruv chotzer. Omer by Lara Tanya de Masala Khambay says, Ah oh, Rabba, I've got a, a proof for you from a Braissa. Says Eruv Khatzerus Bachhatser vi shutfe mavos ba mabui. A must can be placed in the chatzer and the shitufe mahvoas b'maboy. Says, Vahavinan, boy, and we analyze this. Eruve Chatserus Bechotse, Vahotana Noysenes Eruve Bebeisha Rapsadruma Fe. Says, An Eruf. Says, We analyze, how can this Brysa tell us that you can place the Eruv Chatserus in the Chotse? Our Mishnah clearly states if it's not in one of the houses, it's not a valid Eruv. So, Eima Eruve Chatserus Bebeis, chatser Shebechotse, Shetufemavos Bechotse, Shememamabu. You have to understand this Brysa as saying an Eruv Chatserus can be placed in a house in the courtyard. And the shitufemavos the, the Eruv for the Mabui has to be placed in the courtyard of the Mabui so again in this last point just in, in very short the Eruv again what's the Eruv Chatzairus doing? it's combining all the residents of that Chatzair to li- to one house so the Eruv has to be placed in that house if it's placed in somewhere that's not considered a house that the residents wouldn't live like this uh, portico the structure which has no walls. People don't live in structures without walls. Or a gatehouse where everyone just walks through all the time. People don't live in an area where everyone's going to be walking in and out the whole time. All those would be invalid places for the area of because you're not binding the residents to that resident. There's no residence that you're binding them to. You're not binding the residence to a residence. Um and similarly with the maboy the maboy is to join the courtyards together so the Eruv should be placed in the courtyard as i mentioned discussion whether you can place it in the house but you can definitely place it in the courtyard and yeah and and then we also mentioned however the maboy cannot be placed you can't place the Shitufe mavos in the maboy Because there's another consideration. It has to be guarded. Now remember the Mabwe, granted it's a side street that's basically only used by the people who stay, whose is open into that Mabwe. Anyone could just walk in from the public street and access it. So it has to be placed somewhere securely so it would have to be placed at least in one of the Chatzers. Okay, we'll leave it there for tomorrow and we'll continue. We'll We'll leave it there for today and we'll continue tomorrow.